podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Daily Red, your lunchtime catch-up on all things Liverpool FC on a Thursday on which Liverpool take on Union St. Gelos in the Europa League at Anfield. This is an 8pm kickoff, not a 5.45 like last time against last. This one should be a decent game. Union plays some decent football. They've got a really good approach to the game because it's the Brighton approach to the game. They're owned by Tony Bloom. Star Lizard are the company who make the big decisions regarding recruitment, managers, etc. So you are looking at basically a mini Brighton. This is a club who were in the second division in Belgium three years ago, got promoted in their first season in the top flight, finished second, and then last season finished third. So they're a team on the up and up, a team with ambition. They've had some really good players over the years, but Victor Boniface, who's been outstanding for Bayer Leverkusen this season, was the star man last season. And obviously with him gone now, that does take away their biggest threat. The, I suppose, most interesting player they have right now is, and not not for just footballing reasons, is Kevin McAllister. A, because his name is Kevin McAllister, and B, because obviously he's Alexis McAllister's brother. And it will be interesting to see if Jürgen relents and lets Alexis on the field so the brothers can kick seven shades of shite out of each other, which is what we're all hoping for, really. Um, I think we'll see, obviously, heavy rotation for this one. Kelleher will come in. I think Ibu and Gerald Kwanzaa will start at centre-back. I think Costas will obviously start at left back. And I think Trent will start at right back and captain the team. In midfield, I think we're looking at Curtis Jones because he's suspended from domestic play until November. Waturo Endo, because this is his competition. And Ryan Gravenberch, who needs minutes in his legs, because I assume he's going to start against Brighton at the weekend. So I think that's the midfield three, which pushes Harvey Elliott to the right wing his best position. And then Jota is definitely starting because, well, he's ruled out of the weekend with suspension, so he wouldn't play a a domestic game for us until after the international break. And then I'm not sure who starts in the third forward spot. It could be Diaz. It could be Darwin, who obviously didn't play at the weekend, but it likely depends on how he's feeling. Ben Doak maybe could start on the left-hand side, which I think would suit him more. That's the the only position I'm really unsure of. I think I've 
I think I'm fairly confident in the rest. Trent needs minutes. He was atrocious when he came on against Spurs. And frankly, Joe Gomez should start a right back against Brighton because Matoma owns Trent and might try and bring him home if he rinses him again. So at the weekend, then you go Gomez mapped at Virgil Robbo as the back four. So tonight, I think Trent, Kwanzaa, Ibu, and Costas, Ibu, Kwanzaa on whichever side, and Ibu played right side against Leicester, so Kwanzaa left side. Um, I think that works. I do. I think that works for us. It's a strong back four. Got two of our best 11 in that back four. It's a strong midfield. Curtis right now is an undeniable starter in the first team. So it's a starting midfielder in there. And then up front, I mean, Harvey's an important squad player. Jota's obviously an important squad player. And then whoever the third one is, if it's Darwin, then Jota would likely play off the left. If it's Diaz, Jota goes to the middle. If it's Doak, Jota goes to the middle. Doak's obviously the only one who's not... uh, a first choice kind of first 15, 16 type of player there. Um, if Pesetic is okay, I think he'll come off the bench. Like you could see Gravenberch get 60 here and then Pesetic comes off the bench to relieve him so he can get ready for the weekend and Pesetic gets some minutes in his legs in a midfield, uh, in a midfield role. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if Endo comes off on the hour and maybe Alexis comes on for him. I think Curtis is likely to play the whole 90 on the basis that, as I said, he's not going to play a domestic game until November. So he's basically got this and then the next Europa League game to do him the entirety of October, which is frankly a fucking ludicrous situation. For what was originally given as a yellow card, he's going to miss Brighton, Everton, Nottingham Forest, and then he's back for Bournemouth on the 1st of November. So he gets this game, and today is the 5th, I believe. Today is the fifth. And after today, he doesn't get to play again for three weeks. That's a scandal. Didn't do anything. His foot went over the ball because Basuma kicked the ball. Um Yeah, so look, tonight should be a good game. Tonight should be it should be a comfortable win. You should see some goals. I think the important things are to start starting games better than we have, uh, not give the opposition a 1-0 lead, ideally not get a man sent off, do the simple things right, you know, keep it simple, stupid, and uh, our, our quality should be too much for them. 
there's there's a significant talent gap between our team and theirs. And, you know, we, we should win this game going away, so to speak. Um, we'll go around the main Liverpool websites and uh, see what they have to say. Obviously, a lot of fo- focus is on uh, Jürgen's comments from yesterday, but we'll just stay, stay clear of them. He, he said what he said. People have reacted how they've reacted. And there's nothing more that we can really do for now. Uh, Reds deserve love. Ten key things to know ahead of Liverpool versus Union St. Gelos. Uh Injury news. Um, Cody is out. Besetich, we don't know. Connor Bradley and Thiago um, are out. Back under the lights, which is nice. There's a predicted 11 here, which does not include Curtis Jones, which to me is just brain. Oh, it does. It has him left wing. Well, that's ugly. That's an ugly team. I don't know why you'd, do, you'd play that team at home against Union St. Gelos. Gomez at right back. So you're going to throw Trent in cold. Against Brighton, against Matoma. That seems like a really good idea. Um, that team's woeful, frankly. First ever meeting and an all-red strip. This is the first time we will ever have played them. It's not the first time we've played a Belgian team, though we've played fifteen Belgian teams 15 times in European competition. An inform opposition. Uh, they come into the fixture in good form, having moved top of the Belgian Pro League at the weekend. I don't think they're top of the Belgian Pro League. Oh, they did. They're top on goal difference with Ghent. I think I said that on Scouted. Um Yeah, so they're in good form. The referee will be Morten Krog Hansen from Denmark. So hopefully we, we don't have too much to say about him after the game. Um, obviously, the, the McAllister brothers is an interesting story. Liverpool have won 12 of the last 13 group games in Europe, dating back to 2021. Um, Mo Salah might not start, but he has made five sub-appearances for... Liverpool has scored five times in those games. It means as a sub, he's averaging a goal every 13 and a half minutes. Uh, that's that's not bad, is it? Not bad at all. Um, double denial. PGMOL refute Ben Foster conspiracy and VAR ref report. I have no idea what Ben Foster said. Foster said, Sky are in bed with the people at VAR and the PGMOL because they must have gotten the phone straight on the phone and said, do, do not highlight the fact we've cocked up here. Do not show it. Do not badmouth us. I guarantee that's what happened. So that's why Sky were under direct orders not to say a single word. Um, I, I actually would believe that, to be fair. Um. I know the PGMOL have denied it, but I wouldn't believe anything they have to say because they're a bunch of shithouses. 
Um, so, yeah, on to Liverpool.com. See what hopes and dreams they're selling us today. There's a predicted team. New Ben Dork role. Have they predicted Ben to play left wing? No. They've got Elliot Endo and Jones in midfield. I, I I don't think you can not start Gravenberch if you're going to start him at the weekend, unless the plan is to start Harvey at the weekend, which is possible, of course. Um, very possible that Harvey starts the weekend, but still, if he's if Harvey's starting the weekend, Gravenberch has to start tonight. So, Eric Ten Hag has spectacularly failed to copy Liverpool. You can say that again. Uh, what an absolute shambles Manchester United are. On AnfieldIndex.com, uh, actually, before we go there, um, there is a piece on Anfield Watch about Moises Caicedo's agent admitting that Liverpool offered a more stable environment, project, whatever. And um, it's just quite funny because Chelsea are undeniably a complete train wreck at the moment. Like, their team doesn't make sense. The manager doesn't seem to know who his best 11 is. It's just all very, very funny. But what we do know is that the reason he's at Chelsea is because the agent, and again, I'm not sure, let me see, is this the the real agent or the fake agent? Yeah, this is the real agent. He has detailed exactly how things unfolded. Has he detailed the enormous bag of money that he got given under the table by Chelsea? Has he has he given those details? Very, very weird. Um He's gone to Chelsea for the money, and he's gone to Chelsea because the agent got offered the big bag of money. Uh, Jurgen has criticised the Diogo Jota red card and said that he was given two yellow cards for not touching anybody. That's not true. He did foul Adoji for the first time, and it wasn't a yellow card offence, but he should have been booked for the foul on Basuma before that. He just had a stupid game. And he deserves the red card for being on a yellow and being stupid enough to jump in. So no sympathy at all for Diogo, unfortunately. Uh, He doesn't warrant sympathy. He he is the one player that let the team down on Saturday. Uh, There's a piece about the siege mentality of Liverpool FC on Anfield Index. There's also a piece about... Um, how Darren England will not officiate Liverpool again this season. Uh, Mikel Antonio has chatted more shit, having bigged himself up 
and then put in one of the worst performances Anfield will see this season and then not have the courage to turn up and do his podcast, which, by the way, is shit. Um, he's then gone on this week and started mouthing again. He's, he's, he is some boy. Uh, there's a piece about Trent speaking out in the VAR debacle. Podwise, we have that media, media matters I mentioned yesterday with Paul Tompkins, must listen stuff. There is a new scouted with myself and Carl. There is the press conference pod, which Dave Davis did after Jurgen and Trent spoke ahead of tomorrow night's, uh, t- tomorrow night's game, tonight's game. And then there is Red Alert for September. Mark Evans and James McKean joining Dave to, uh, not me, the other Dave, to, um, to look back on September. So there we go. That's what we have. Uh, there will be a post-match draw after tonight's game. I believe it's myself, Trev, and Harry Setti. I'm almost certain that's what it is. It's definitely myself and Trev, and I'm almost certain the third person is Harry. And if it's not, then I don't know, blame Trev. But that will do me for today, folks. I will see you all tomorrow. Take care of yourselves. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports Social Podcast Network. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.